The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. Any references to actual people are wildly inaccurate. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Welcome back to the Roaring Peacock Podcast. Uh, this is a special interview, another bonus episode for your ears. My name's Adonis, and you know me as at the Adelites on Twitter. It's a very good hello from me. And joining us is uh, at LUFC Stats. Good evening. Very much uh, looking forward to this one this evening. Very special guest we've got. And I'm sure you've guessed it from the title. Uh, we have certain Mr. David Weatherall on the show. Hi, everybody. Hello, David. Good evening. You're a lot, even though it's Zoom, you're a lot closer to me than when I was a very small boy, uh, seven years old, on uh, the Jack Charlton stand, it's called now, and watching you power in a header against a certain Manchester United. You're making me feel old. <laughs> you were there as a seven-year-old. <laughs> okay, so loads to talk about then. From your... Uh, induction into show racism, the Red Cards Hall of Fame. Um, you're uh, the head of youth development at the Football League. Um, you were in a, a plane crash with uh, the lead squad. Um, you've scored winners against Manchester United. And, uh, you know, that if anything's going to endear you and draw you into the hearts of Leeds United fans, doing that is going to be uh, one of them. In fact, you were the scourge of the big six. And of course, we can't forget about the European Super League and um, getting your thoughts on that. So, um, but to introduce you, uh, I will allow stats to get all of the facts and figures correct. Yeah, uh, we are joined tonight by a player who has made 250 appearances uh, for the Mighty Whites, uh, scored 18 goals, scored two very significant goals. One of the, I've been to see how it describes on a very warm September day, 94. And a, a soaring header past the same goalkeeper in, in September 1997. And he also scored a goal that helped Leeds indirectly get into the Champions League on a very, very warm day at Valley Parade. It is a very, very warm welcome to David Weatherall. Good evening, David. Thanks, Andrew. Pleasure to be here. So, no David, can we, can we start off then with this European Super League and just get your thoughts on it and maybe like, because you're inside the walls of the, the Football League. So what kind of reaction um, that uh, uh, the Football League has had to this? Um, I think the, the official statements from, from the league show that, that you know, we were, we were against the, the proposals in you know, reducing competition and reducing opportunity for clubs to, to earn their place. But, um, you know, I think most of the talks being around around the Premier League, obviously, because it's, it sort of directly influences uh, what happens there, and then it's more knock on effects for for ourselves. But I think um, you know, football fans across the country will be um, pretty pleased that um, you know it looks like it's not going to happen now, and that uh, the clubs have withdrawn. Do you think that you know on the weekend that like you, you've done obviously a lot to try and combat racism in the game this weekend was meant to be the big uh, fanfare for no room for racism do you think that given that was the case it's even more poorly timed um i'm, I'm sure that didn't come into the to the thinking 
But mm. um, you know, hopefully now we can we can move on and and, and get in in many respects back to business as usual, and um, and you know just just move forward. I'm sure there'll be there'll be discussions around what's happened over the last few days for uh, for a long time to come. But um, you know, hopefully we can we can get back to focusing on on, on, on football and on on this weekend and. Um, you know, things from a number of perspectives will move, will feel like business is normal soon. I want to kind of start from the beginning with your Leeds United career. Obviously, you joined from Sheffield Wednesday, I think, along with your good pal John Newsom in the sort of summer 91. And you were called up, you know, you didn't make your debut at Old Trafford, ironically, on a very warm August day uh, in 1991. What do you kind of remember of that day, David? I think that was probably the first time on, on, on the bench. Um, yeah. I didn't, I didn't come on then but um, yeah. you know it was it was it was some experience it, um you know I come across as a as a part-time player I was finishing my university degree so I wasn't even training full-time at uh, that season and just mm-hmm. just to be involved around around the first team with you know some of the players we all know who was, who was around the place at that at that time you know Strachan, McAllister, Speeds etc of this world yeah and uh, was an incredible experience and then to um you know to be involved at some in, in a squad at some some huge stadiums was a was a you know a dream come true. I was a I was a student. I was just a I was just a young kid really trying oh. to trying to make my make my way in the world. And um, you know I hadn't had any any football experience at that level. So you know just to be involved in that in that first season in the in in and around a squad, if you like, then winning winning the league was uh, was an amazing experience. And then obviously you made your debut a few days later, coming on for Tony Dorigo uh, in the two-two draw against Arsenal. You only came on for a few minutes at the end. Was that a real big turning point in your career at that point? Um, yeah, I think anybody making their making their debut, you, you remember. I think the um, I think I was I was due to come on with with um, about twenty minutes to go or, or something like that, and um, mm-hmm. and then we equalised, made it made it two-two. So I I uh, got told to sit back down again, and I. Th- I think Howard probably felt a little bit sorry for me and just gave me the last two minutes up front just to uh, yeah. just to go and, and have a run around. It was, it was still enough time for Tony Adams to absolutely smash me and <laughs> give me give me a warm welcome to first team football. Um, you're from Sheffield. You grew up as a Wednesday supporter. Did 200 appearances for Leeds um, sway you to support Leeds United or change your allegiances or? Um, the three hundred appearance or so for for Bradford did that did that change anything either or are you still a Sheffield Wednesday fan? I think people seem to struggle with with, with the concept. I'm I'm a I'm a massive fan of three clubs. You know you never <laughs> never forget your first love and that and that's right in football you don't. But you know the the, the, the time I had at Leeds, um, you know I had fantastic memories of of, of the place and um, you know. It, it was never held against me, if you like, being from Sheffield or, or, or being on the books at Sheffield Wednesday. And now, obviously, they moved on to, to Bradford Knights. I had 12 years, 12 years there after eight years at Leeds. So, you know, how, how can I not have, have great affinity for, for all, all three clubs? But, yeah, certainly certainly count myself a, a, a Leeds fan. Um, and, um, you know, it's fantastic to see what's, uh, what, what's going on at the place at the minute. Just want to sort of take you back to a very warm day. I think you're on the bench of the Charity Shield. Uh, at Wembley when Sir Thompson scored a hat-trick for Leeds and obviously Leeds were champions Liverpool FA Cup winners what do you sort of remember of that day? Again just just an incredible experience as you said earlier I played I played two minutes of senior football if you like before before then so you know just to be involved at, at, at Wembley and um, you know to experience that that game from the uh, from the bench um, and then to you know 
get get to walk up the steps, I suppose, and then just experience that without being involved in the in in the game, which, which obviously you know dying to to get onto the to the pitch, but um, you know didn't didn't manage that. But yeah, again, a, a, a great experience to 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 be around that that place. You're just at that time, just waiting for your waiting for your break and doing whatever you can to try and you know move yourself forward and and, and get opportunities on the pitch. What was it like kind of being involved in the European Cup games, the Stuttgart? I don't know how to describe it because obviously they failed an extra foreigner and then the Glasgow Rangers game. What was that like to be sort of around the camp at that time? Again, amazing experiences, you know, to to uh, to have those, um, the atmosphere of those of those games right at the start of your career and, and mm-hmm. um you know, just, just to be involved in games of such magnitude, even if it's just, you know, in, the, in and around the squad. Was um, was an incredible insight to to um, to, to the to the game. Um, you know, you, it, it may well be been the case that if I'd have, if I'd have, um, had a few years experience, you may you may appreciate it more. You might just think, oh, yes. this is going to be like this all the time. But mm. you know, I think you can't recognise right from the start that that Leeds had one one hell of a team at, at that time, and it was going to be hard work to get to get in. So, just trying to soak up the experience and learn from everybody around around the place, and then. No, the games themselves were just just incredible, incredible to to you know just the the, the Stuttgart ones are feeling like as a, as a club we've been we've been knocked out to get that bit of a reprieve and then have the have the night um, over in Barcelona that that, that, yeah. that we did, albeit with 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 virtually no fans present, and uh, you know just just incredible experiences right at the start of my my first in career. Now, one thing that really I think frustrated Leeds fans that season we didn't win an away game in ninety two three. What, do you know why that was? What happened? Was it the back casserole? Because we were so good at home. We only lost one at home that year. We just couldn't win an away game. I've asked so many people the reasons. What's your thoughts on why we're, we just couldn't win away from eleven? No, it was it was really really strange. I mean, thank thank goodness we managed to win a few at home, I suppose. But um, yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, there's people who are far more experienced in the in the game uh, who, who who live through that who just can't can't explain it it was just a really strange um a strange strange occurrence that you know games games came and we had chances to to win the game and, and came close away from home it just just never seemed to happen and he had that feeling we just needed that that one to sort of break this this stat that everyone kept kept reminding the, the, the club of as the season wore on um but yeah it was certainly a difficult season all around wasn't it after after um after winning the title the season before um it was it was a real real challenge for everybody who was in and around that that first team squad, I suppose. And sort of following um, on for me at this point, you scored your first goal against Chelsea. You'd actually been elbowed by Tony Cascarino, who had actually got sent off, and you actually you actually got off the floor straight away. And then obviously you went forward and scored your first goal. What do you remember about that one? Um, if you'd have asked me this a couple of weeks ago, maybe, maybe not so much, but somebody <laughs> sent me a, a, a YouTube link just a couple of weeks ago of that, of that game, and um, yeah. he, had, he had those two bits on the elbow and the um, and the goal as well. And uh, yeah, I, I, I obviously enjoyed that goal. I mean, it's, it's just crossed cross from the right, and I got you know a diving header on it, came on top of, got over the top of a defender, and, uh, and yeah. met it sweet. So you know, first. First goal, and I think I think he was in front of the cop to do it, it to was. do it there at Ellen Road. Then, you know what what a feeling, and um, you know it was it, it was that that season was was a, was a, a poor one, I suppose, for the for the team. But mm-hmm. yeah, I know in a way from a from a personal perspective, you want to be part of a successful team. But I, I got a bit of a bit of a breakthrough, if you like, my first season of playing full time, and, and and managed to just get a few games in and to 
to experience things like that to score the first goal sort of gave me a, a lot of belief I think to then to then kick on into the uh, into the following few seasons um 16 years then uh since Leeds were in the Premier League and aside from a couple of cup games and a friendly um I guess a lot of the younger fans wouldn't really know too much other than stories about what Leeds United versus Manchester United is all about. And in the 90s, there were some huge games and obviously very fiercely competitive characters, especially when you think about people like Roy Keane and Patrick Vieira um, almost coming to blows in the tunnel. Um, So you were a player who never shrank from those big games. In fact, completely the opposite. You seem to kind of come alive and uh, even become the hero scoring against Chelsea, as we mentioned, Liverpool um, after that in a 2 0 win and Manchester United, obviously, we mentioned that as well in September 94 and then 97, 98 wearing uh, this shirt, scoring the winner against uh, a certain Manchester United again uh, in September and uh, then Newcastle in a 4-1 win, Chelsea 3-1. So can you tell me a little bit about why it was that you seemed to step up and thrive in, in these really combative environments and, and, and huge games? I've got a clue. I think, I think it's just the, you know, the goal score is just how, how things fell. Um, you know, it's not like I, I wasn't trying to score against everybody. You know, that's not, not really my job. It's just, it's just how he, how things seem to seem to fall. Um, mm. You know, I think you, you, you pointed out at the start was, was um, some of younger fans don't might not really appreciate what Leeds Man United is, what it what it means and what it, what it's all about. And I, I was in that camp when um, you know I first, I first came up to to the um, to the club and to the city and, and and I first experienced it. And I think one of my early recollections of that, I told this, this a few times, is we used to for home games we used to, we used to arrive really early at the ground, you know, and do some training and then. And then have a pre-match at the ground and, and, and prepare for the full day. And I remember being sat in sat in the players' lounge and just hearing this noise outside around, around lunchtime and, and sort of being a bit concerned. What you know, what's happened? Someone said, "Don't worry, it's just the Man United team coach arriving." And it was just a crescendo of noise that you know inside the walls were almost reverberating in the ground, and that was just their coach arriving. Never mind being being out on the pitch. So. You know the the atmosphere around those games is was was, was really special. Um, you know, but I think I think in terms of the the, the, the goal scoring, it was just it, just how things how things fell. Fortunate to get the chance on the day, and um, lucky enough to, uh, to to stick the ball in the uh, in in the back of the net on a few occasions. Do, do you have stories? Obviously, you know we, we all know that that massive incident between Roy Keane and Patrick Vieira. Was there ever anything like that? Was there ever like palpable? Animosity in the tunnel with 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 Leeds between Leeds and Manchester United. I don't recall anything in the um, in in the tunnel. To be honest, um, no, I think there was um, no. I was I don't I don't recall anything out, out of the ordinary. It was just um, it was just really let's get out get out on the pitch. There's enough to worry about out on the pitch without <laughs> without, without you know stuff kicking off in in, in the tunnel, isn't it? So um, <laughs> no, I, I can't think of anything that happened sort of off off, off the pitch there. The on the pitch, the raw uh, in the in those games bigger than 
any other game you've you've either been to as a fan or or been involved in as a player or or a manager? I think the the atmosphere was just just incredible. You know, the the it just makes your ears ring when you're out on the pitch and you're sort of in the centre of it all, and the noise is coming from from all angles. And as I said, I didn't I didn't really appreciate the the, the sort of level of feeling and the passion around those games before I before I experienced it. And but I know about it. I know about it now. You know, it's um, <laughs> it, it, it's uh, it, it, it's it's a, it's a bit special. And you know, it needs to stay the right side of the line, obviously. But but you know, I think just emphasize what we've all gone through these last these last um, 12 months or so you know I think that um, it's just one of those games that you're just really looking forward to with, with a full house you know at Ellen Road obviously yeah. um, and and you know I'm sure everybody connected with, with, with football and, and particularly with, with, with Leeds is so hoping to experience that atmosphere again and hopefully it won't be long because it, it, it is very special and the Leeds fans make it a very special occasion I just want to take you back to that first goal against Man United, September 94. We haven't beaten them, I think, in 13 attempts. I think a corner comes in from David White from the left-hand side. And I think the Sky Sports Committee describes a mishit shot uh, that just slipped in divots over Peter Schmeichel. What do you remember of that goal? That's harsh from the Sky reporter. <laughs> <laughs> I tell everybody I gave him the eyes, look to the right and then put it to the left, obviously, just, to, just as I planned it. Just yeah. as I planned it. That's my story and I'm sticking to it, by the way. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> but did, did, could you sense how much that game meant to the fans because we were so desperate to beat them? And I did to that a certain Michio Cantona was on the, the opposing side of Manchester United at that time. Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, that that was... It just adds to a build-up to a game when you've not managed to... Uh, or the club's not managed to... to, to Beat the opposition for a, for a prolonged period, and with it being that game, then you know it sort of sort of all adds to it. And then you know the the sort of um, your appreciation of that at the end when you're uh, you're part of that 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 team that's you know been able to get to get that victory was great. And I said just to be to be fortunate enough, and that goal probably was a little bit fortunate. Um, <laughs> then um, you know to, to 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 be able to get a goal in that in, in that game as well and be part of the uh, the the uh, the, the team that, that got the victory was it was a fantastic experience, absolutely brilliant experience, and still, you know, pretty pretty. Um, I was an inexperienced player there. Hmm. What was it, ninety four, ninety five? Yeah, yeah. I didn't come till ninety ninety one and had a had a um, a season part time, as I said. So, you know, it was new new in my 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 career, if you like. And um, you know, to, to to as I said earlier, to have those experiences just just you know, fantastic. Uh, Fantastic time for me. Donny? Okay, so uh, we'll move forward a little bit in time then and um, and past the, the Manchester United game. So uh, West Ham 3, uh, Leeds United 0, Monday 30th of March 1998. We, uh, long-time listeners of the show, will know that we spoke to your colleague, former colleague, Robert Molinar, about uh, this incident. So um, nothing particularly special about that West Ham game, just the standard 3-0 loss in London, um, which we've come to expect in more recent times, having uh, not been able to win there in three years. Um, Tell us about the uh, incident with the plane crash. Well, I don't think I played, so don't blame me for the game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, I was on on 15 minutes, I think. 
Did I? Right? You could have scored. Could have, could have scored a could few scored goals four. then. I yeah. could have scored four, couldn't I? Come um, on, David. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, I was sat really close to Rob. Actually, I think he was just behind me, and we were we were we were close to the wing, and um, you know, propeller um, powered plane, and, and just I think we we we'd just taken off, and this was just an almighty bang from just at the side of us. We were on that side of that of that wing with the engine on the the burst into flames and uh and nobody really knew what was what was going on um a few shouts forward just to let the cap make sure the captain knew that he wasn't a huge plane obviously that um things were not right um and and fortunately you know he made the decision and we were on a really long runway at, at, at stanstead i think it was to to be able to to, to ditch the plane and um and, and get everybody off i mean i the, the, the few moments after actually we we we'd stopped on the on the runway with the the engine on fire right next to us, just really surreal. You know, I remember Rob saying really politely, "Is can we get a bit of a move on? It's getting a bit warm in here." And it was you know you'd think that there was real panic inside, and it just wasn't wasn't like that. People were trying to move move quickly, but it was just a, a, quite a surreal experience and. Um, you know, I think it was only really when we got off the got off the plane and we stood together on 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 the runway, looking back at a, a burning plane, that you start to think, "My God, what what could have happened there?" Yeah, um, you know, and and it, and it affects people really, really, really differently. And and you could see that straight away. You know, some people went into the shells, other people were really happy and and, and jovial. But I think you know, just just one of those things. Lucky escape. Uh, try, I just tried and tried to move on. I still. I've flown in a propeller-powered plane once since sure. then. Uh, that was one of the. Um, that was also one of the worst experiences of my life. It was the first day in my current job, and my wow. boss had booked the plane tickets. I couldn't really back out, could I? We we flew down to Exeter from Leeds, and it was a horrible experience. And I've, uh, I don't think I've ever been on a propeller-powered plane since, and don't don't intend to. It's just one of the things. I'm fine on a on a, on a jet, but you know, it's uh, we 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 got really fortunate, and and. Um, you know that's what that's what we were. But it's, I suppose one of the uh, one of the experiences of, of, of life, isn't it? But not one that I uh, I want to experience again. Just sort of want to take back to a bit of a happier time again. Another goal against Man United. It was quite ironic because a year prior to this game, we'd lost four 0 at home to them, uh, and I think Howard Osley got the sack then. And a year later, you scored the winning goal in the Roy Keane Alfie Harland incident game. What shall remember of that game, the atmosphere, the whole day? Cause it did feel very tense that day. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was extremely tense, and as you said, we'd experienced the previous season what Man United are capable of. You know, yeah. consistently a top team across that across that era. So, you know, he's always just uh, if, if you take that, um, what a special game it is, and the meaning of it to, to leads a Man United fans just away from it, just as a just as a football match, just a real challenge as a as a, as a player. Um, so again, just just you know, special atmosphere. There was obviously you know the um, the ongoing feud with with, with Alfie and 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 Roy that that happened during that during that game. But I think from you know from from my recollection of, of, of my involvement, just remember a couple of things. Really, was 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 obviously the goal. You'll be really surprised at that. Remember the goal, <laughs> and, and then <laughs> and then really as a as a as a you know as a, as a defender, we we were. Up against it, I think, with a lot of pressure. I don't think they had a lot of chances, but I think we were under no. a lot of pressure in the last ten or fifteen minutes. And um, you know, that was that. Uh, it's, it's a bit strange, but it almost 
gave me as much as much pleasure just stopping opposition scoring as a, as a defender than it, than it, it, it did actually getting the nicking the goal at the other end. So, mm. you know, it was a day that, that that personally both in the opposition's box and in and around our box that went really well for me personally. But I think, you know, it was a it, it was just a a, a, a a cracking day to um, you know begin to 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 put to rest. I suppose the the, the, the bad memories of the, uh, of the of the previous year. And obviously, George actually made you captain for some of that season. I think when David Hopkin uh, was out injured, how did that feel to lead the team? Oh, it's, a, it's a great honour. You know, I think I think by by that time, I'd, I'd sort of, I, I mentioned earlier, you almost don't appreciate the things that happened to me so early in my time at Leeds with, yeah. the, with the Europe games and, and being on the bench at Man United, etc. As you, as you get that bit more experience, you, you kind of, Really begin to appreciate it, and, and I think I was I was I was at that stage then, and, and certainly recognise you know that how uh, fortunate I was not only to be to be playing for for, for Leeds United, um, but then also to have that honour of, of of leading them out. It just um, it's just extremely special, extremely special. I was going to say I've been on a uh, propeller plane once. I was over the Grand Canyon. Um, we went on you know one of these Grand Canyon tours dodgy rusty uh thing and and it had um like a trap door that was completely open with the air rushing in and um because the grand canyon is it's got like different pressures and 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 different like yeah different air pressures coming up and down and hot and cold so the plane is bouncing around and uh i certainly don't blame you if you never go on a propeller plane again because I, I wish we'd had one of those trap doors. It'd been easier to get off. <laughs> Very true. Very true. <laughs> Maybe you want to talk about the last game stats before we move on to uh, the 14th of May, 2000. Do you want to talk about that? 2-2 two, two all with Coventry and yeah, then the move yeah. to Bradford? I'm, I'm guessing, obviously, Leeds brought in the likes of Danny Mills and Michael Dubry that, that summer of 99, David. Did you have an inkling then that you might need to move on to find first-team football? Um. I didn't know how it would how it would end. I think mm-hmm. you know the the, um, the 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 thing for for myself. I think was, was and it's obviously no no um, disrespect to the individual. In fact, it's the other way. Is Jonathan Woodgate coming through? Absolutely. You know, I think I think he played a couple of times. I seem to recall. Um, you know, when he's getting his debut, it's me that it's me that dropped out. Played with him a couple of times. I think up at Newcastle. Um, we, we we played together. I remember that against um, Ferguson and Shearer. I think it was. Yeah. But I think it was it was, you know, when Lucas is there and 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 Jonathan's coming through, you just see the talent in those yeah. in those two, but particularly in Jonathan as the young lad coming through. And and you know, I, I, I I've said before that there's there, there's not an an, an ounce of, of, of ill feeling between. You know me and 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 David O'Leary for for making that choice because I'd pick I'd pick Woody instead of me as well. <laughs> so you know there can't, can't be any issue. But it was yeah, it's, it's a really tough decision when you know the, the, the club made it clear that um, you know I wouldn't be getting a lot of game time. Um, and I think I was 28 at the time, so you really just want to be playing and needed to be playing. I think I was I was um, you know about about my best then, so. You know, the club saw things a different way, and and um, you know, totally no no problems whatsoever. It made it clear that if I wanted to play, I needed to 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 find another club. Which, you know, that's um, 
that's why I moved on. But a really, really tough, tough choice and a, a tough decision because you know I had, I had eight great, great years at the place. And I said earlier, right as a, as a student, and then um, you know fortunate enough to play two hundred and fifty games for uh, for, for a club like Leeds. So you uh, you were going to go to Huddersfield at one point uh, that fell through, luckily for you, um, and. Uh, <laughs> You were you th- contemplating Southampton as well, um, but your wife, I believe, was pregnant with your second son, so you wanted to stay up north. Another good decision. Don't want to be going down south. Um, so you moved on to Bradford City, and you had one final gift for Leeds United Football Club. On the 14th of May, 2000, a goal made in Leeds with um, Gunnar Haller, free kick, and... Uh, You've powered in header against Liverpool. You're the scourge of the big clubs. You've struck again. And in, <laughs> in one header, in one header, you've re- resigned Liverpool to UEFA, UEFA Cup fo- football the next season. You've given Leeds the greatest gift, one of the greatest gifts of uh, a brilliant Champions League run the next season. We owe it all to you because if that hadn't have happened, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have had those memories of AC Milan, of Real Madrid, of Barcelona, and um, and you relegated Wimbledon, and you kept your own team up with one header. So what a and, bizarre and, day and, that was! And I add, add to that, I kept I kept Bradford up, but then they had six weeks of madness that ended up causing all the problems for the for the for the club for years and years and years to come. So yeah, in in some ways it was a great day, in others it it led to a few problems for some, didn't it? Mm. And Leeds as well. <laughs> well, I but wasn't going to go there, but see if you mentioned dream. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just just on that day, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a, 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 an amazing day. Just you know, obviously, I'm, I'm focused on 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 the Bradford part of it, and then mm. you know to see to see actually Leeds get into into the Champions League um, on on the back of if you like that. That result, then, 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 great. And um, you know, I remember, I remember getting getting back home because people think that we got this massive party planned or there was some event on at Bradford that there wasn't. I went around for a bit and then then got back home and and just sat at, actually in, in, in a neighbor's uh, in a neighbor's garden and got got a call from Gary Kelly's phone, and he was on the on on the bus coming back up, back up the M1, and that was. That was brilliant. The phone got passed around, and it was singing songs on on that phone. And just for you know, for for those guys to think about me who'd left twelve months before was um, was really the, the 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 cherry on top of the icing on top of the cake on that day. Just one more from me. Obviously, you played under three different managers at Leeds in, in Howard, George, and, and David. What kind would they would they did like have different styles? Or because mm-hmm. I, I know we read a lot about Howard was very strict, as was George, and obviously David played a lot of the kids at the time. What sort of your impressions of all three managers at the time, David? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have that much time with with, with, with David in in charge because obviously mm-hmm. he, he, moved, he moved me on pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I think they all got their their, their individual ways of ways of ways of working, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, certainly George and Howard very. Very organised in, in in their approach, very very structured. Um, uh, you know, George definitely when he first came in, we saw this this real defensive focus. Yeah. You know, I think I think it was Brighton last night playing five centre backs, and it just yes. we, we were laughing about it. Me, me and my son saying it's just like a George Graham Leeds team. This with that many yeah. centre backs. Yeah. Um, 
and it, and it was about stopping stopping conceding and then building from there and, and grinding out nil nils and, and, and one nils in the, certainly in the early days. Um, so yeah, I think I think one of the things David did and part of it was when I was there and part of it looking from 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 outside was was you know change that and, and certainly bring a more attacking um, flair if you like and, it, and you, you can do that when you've got the players that he was able to sign and also the ones that that, that, that came through. Um, so yeah, different different approaches, but um, you know, I think I, I was used to to Howard's way of, of operating from from time at Sheffield Wednesday, and that that was looking, if you like, from the reserves into the first team. But um, you know, really really structured, really organised, and one thing that everybody had in common: you had to work your socks off, yeah. and um, you know that that was the that was the the the, the, the key. Really, and that, that that ran right through. People talk about the the the, the nuances and the tactical bits, and people getting the, the the edge on other people. The basis was work hard, and that's um, you know he's he's not a bad. Yeah. You, you see it now in the, in, the, in the top teams. You know, they, yeah. they, you look at your Man Cities of this world; they absolutely work the socks off, and it's just yeah. a prerequisite if you want it, if you want to be successful, if you want to play at the top end of the game. That's what you've got to do. Jermaine's a great example, isn't it? I mean, we've run the most in the in the Premier League this season. Exactly. Yeah. Never mind Man City. Didn't we beat them? <laughs> Didn't we beat them the other week, Stats? We did with Ted Van. <laughs> I, I doubt that a team that I was in ever ran the most in the uh, in the league. <laughs> I, might, I might have been a, been a bit of an anchor on that statistic, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've gone into uh, management. Um, youth on the youth side of things, and and then that's led into um, the uh, the 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 head of youth development at at the football league. So can you tell us about making that transition from player to to coach and um, and what you're doing now? Yeah, I had a, I had a short spell as player caretaker manager at, at, at Bradford, and um, you know that that didn't work out and looking back it's, it's kind of hardly surprising trying to do trying to do, do do two jobs you know it just it just doesn't happen in modern football um and I found out that was in, that was an impossible job and then I was on um the first team coaching staff for a year at, at Bradford and then um got an opportunity to to work in the academy coaching the 18s every day and being academy manager and absolutely loved it and sort of re- realized then really quickly when I started that that you know, youth development was where I wanted to be, not not the first team environment. Um, and I had, a, I had a couple of years there. I so absolutely love love what I was doing. Hopefully, I got a got a decent reputation. And then the the role as the head of youth development, the EFL came up, and um, you know, applied. Didn't, didn't really think I'd have too much of a chance of of, of getting it. And um, you know, was fortunate enough to, to to then be offered the role, and I've been there now almost almost ten years. Um, and 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 so much has changed in youth development in in that time. You know, I came in just as the elite player performance plan was was being shaped, so I got an opportunity to work on that, and it, it, it's really changed the way that academies academies work from um, pre twenty twelve to to how, how how we're working now. So, you know, it's been. Um, I say I've been there nearly ten years. Probably done about thirty years working those you know, in those ten years. It's been uh, you know it's been tough, but um, I think I think we've got a 
we can be we can be pretty proud of the academy system we've got in this country, and certainly Leeds United can be can be very proud of the uh, of, of the academy that they're uh, they're operating at the present time. You know that the track record of developing players that there is absolutely superb, and you know long may that continue. Yeah, two championships in the in the in a row for the yeah. Leeds United under twenty threes. Um, yeah. And the under 18s as well won a, won a championship. We've got a dedicated youth pod. Um, and I know that they'd have a, a few questions to ask you. Can you tell me? I'm just very, very, very curious. Um, so, what is your day like uh, as head of youth development? What, I mean, do you spend, are you shouting at small children to run? Um, or, or, or is it more like boardrooms and, um, and paperwork? Yeah, it's certainly more the second. Yeah. <laughs> Sharing at small children, no, no, I've not done, not done much of that. Um, yeah, I suppose a lot of it's. I lead a department. We've got regional managers all around the country. And I lead that department. We're there to help and support the club. So it's really anything they 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 want, any help or advice, and how to how to optimize their programs. Really, that's what that's what we're there for. And then for a, you know, I suppose it's it's almost as strategic approach we we work i work really closely with my counterpart of the premier league on you know and and, and people at the fa around the, the sort of strategy i suppose for the for the uh for the, for the youth development system so when things were back to normal for the last year i've just been sat in in this chair in my in my office at home um but normally yeah, i cover, cover a few miles getting out to to, to clubs um and um yeah, just just really keeping keeping in touch and just trying to improve this um, the, the play development system across the across the country. Really, is there anything that you can do for Leeds? Can you can you sort of can you find us the next Jude Bellingham and just just sort of shove him our way? Is that <laughs> possible? Is that something we should talk about off air? Everybody's looking for the next Jude Bellingham. <laughs> yeah. Leeds are, Leeds are doing fine. Don't worry about that. I'm sure we, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the next the next diamond won't be uh, won't be too far away from making the debut. I'm sure. You must be delighted to see the progress that Leeds have made, so from top to bottom under Marcelo, and obviously Mark Jackson, your old former teammate as well. And it must be a real buzz to see your old club doing really, really well again, David. It, it, it's brilliant. There's been some really hard hard times, and you know, mm. I, I, I still live in the city, and you know, I just uh, I obviously keep my finger right on the pulse of what what's happening da- down there, and. Um, you know, just it's been so so difficult seeing seeing the club go from the the real heights just after I left to 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 where 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 they ended up in in, in yeah. League One, yeah. And then the time it took to get back was just so frustrating. But you know, to see the, to see the club doing doing so well and really to you know, just to get promoted was fantastic. But then to have yeah. the season that that they've had and 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 just to it feels a bit strange for Leeds, but I almost get a feeling that Leeds are becoming people's second team. Yes. Yes. It just never was the case, was it? Yeah. Um, but I think I think the way that, that that they play and it's so so exciting to watch. Then um, you know, long 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 may that continue, and hopefully they can just keep in, keep on building that and keep the momentum going and and turn into um, into a real Premier League force again. Absolutely. If Sheffield Wednesday played Leeds, who would you want to win? Ooh. Don't watch. Just don't watch it. Keep keep my eyes closed. Stick my fingers in my ears and just see what see what happens. Yeah. What if what if there were three goalposts and it was Leeds versus Sheffield Wednesday versus Bradford? Oh, it's a three way draw. Can we have that? Yeah, three we'll have that. We'll three have way that. draw. We'll have that. There we go. <laughs> now I I read that you are inducted into the uh, say no to racism 
Hall of Fame. Can you tell so, us about yes. that? How did that come about? Show racism a red card. And that, that was that was a yeah. time at, at, at Leeds, I think, a lot of the time at, at, at Leeds. And then um and then on 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 to Bradford, just got involved with with, with that organization and, and and I think myself and Gunnar Alla did a few few videos for them and 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 um you know just spent some time doing some um some appearances etc for, for for the organization just to you know help help them along a number of players in, in, involved in that and and obviously while you're a player you've got that you've got that profile so you know you're just hoping that it that it helps and um you know they seem to be appreciative of, of, of what i've done the time that time that we'd, we'd put into it so you know they gave me the honor of, of inducting me into their, their their hall of fame so you know just re- really pleased to be to be um to have that accolade and just hope that it um my efforts there did some uh, did some good is that is that an active part is is trying to get rid of racism an active part of um the uh, your role as head of youth development and and youth football in general sort of starting edu- education early partially certainly um, equality, diversity, inclusion is, is, is you know, it's, it's part of the academy criteria that, that we've got now. You know, raising the raising the awareness, and also in the EFL, we've got these rec- recruitment um, codes to in, in, seek to increase the number of um, minority coaches that, that are working in, in the game. So you now, hopefully, there's there's still that um, that bit of a focus to, um, to to look to help in this area and, and move things along. Okay. Uh, Stats, did you have anything more? Yeah, just one more from me, David. Obviously, racing is a massive topic in the game at the moment. Do you think social media can do a lot more? Because I know you see a lot of these anonymous accounts sending disgusting, vile messages to footballers. Do you think more can be done to stop that? Because it's something, as a fan, is breaking my heart seeing all these footballers attacked for no apparent reason. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not the best one to ask about social media because I'm not. I'm not on there at all. I just, I just don't. Don't do it. But um, that's the know, solution. I think, I think, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't want it. We don't want to get there, do we? That, I think that was, no. that was, that's my point. We don't yeah. want to get there because it does seem like it's a. It's, it's a fantastic way for you know players and supporters to to interact when it's when it's done done right and and you know you certainly like to think that some controls can be. Yeah. Um, can be implemented to enable that to happen because the concern is that people are just going to withdraw from it and, and yeah. you know, the, the, the potential good that it can do then just, just simply doesn't happen. Absolutely. Okay. So this Sunday then, massive game, Leeds versus Manchester United. Who is going to win? Do I really need to answer that question? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just going to ask me how, how many are Leeds going to win by? That'll do. That'll do. That'll do. How many uh, scuffed goals? Oh, sorry. Well placed goals from centre uh, centre backs. <laughs> well, last time I checked, they all counted the same. They did. They did. They did. <laughs> Let they me tell say, you, at the time, it, it did not matter. It did not matter. It was yeah. it was in the back of the net against Manchester United, and uh, there was a wall of noise surrounding me. Could not believe how loud that was. I think it was my third game, something like that. I'd never heard anything louder, and we lived next to the airport, so right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, I think we can be pretty positive going into the weekend, can't we? Mm. Yeah, very much so. Very much why, so. Why would we not be? I'd I hope don't, so. Don't think we've got anything to fear. That we've we've beaten Manchester City with ten men. 
we should have been at Liverpool on Monday night. Mm. But I think we're coming into the form at just the, not the wrong time of the season, because I know the season's, we're safe and we're not going to get sucked into anything. But it'd be nice to finish the season with win after win, going into pre-season, giving something to really look forward to ahead of the 21-22 campaign. D- definitely. Um, Man United are a top team though, aren't they? So, you know, it's going it's to be it's going to be really tough. But um, yeah, I think I think can be, we can be pretty confident of a, uh, of a result this weekend. Absolutely. Okay. Stats, do you want to uh, thank our special guest? Yes. Uh, I'd, I'd like to thank David for, for talking through all his memories, especially his, his big goals against Man United, his, his time at Leeds and, and scoring that goal for Bradford City, which probably in hindsight, uh, it probably caused a lot of financial issues at the end. But at the time, it was great memories. And I think I remember jumping on top of people. And I think what I remember about that Bradford goal, David, I was at the David Lloyd Leisure Centre in Leeds in Moortown that day. And I had the Bradford game on the big screen and I had the West Ham game on the side. And we were all jumping for joy, thinking Barcelona racing Milan. Not knowing what was like ahead over the next 10 years or so. <laughs> Don't blame me for everything, will you? <laughs> ah, no, no. We'll, we'll blame you for the Man United goals for a good thing. <laughs> OK. Man, there's always Caspian if we uh, can point the finger at anybody. Yes, yes. Very true, very true. <laughs> oh, dear. OK, Um. well, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can check us out on Twitter at Peacock's Raw. Um, but don't make anonymous accounts and send us uh, stupid comments because that's not cool. <laughs> uh, you can also find us on YouTube at uh, The Roaring Peacock. My name's Adonis and you know me as at The Adelites on Twitter. It's a very good bye from me. And joining us today was LUFC Stats, Andrew Dalton. Thanks, Thanks very much. and thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Stats. And... Uh, uh, making more than 200 appearances for Leeds United and scoring more than one sensational goal, uh, but uh, celebrating tackles and uh, interceptions and blocks just as much as goals. It was uh, our mate, David Weatherall. Thanks, boss. Been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, Leeds! Most of our stats come from LUFC Stats or LUFC Data on Twitter. A very special thanks to Barney Stewart, Clifford Ewan and Howard Metcalf, Josh Pearson, Laura, Leon and Rob, The Light Show and all our family and friends. So many games to play, don't care what's on your mind.